Bobby, did you know that it's Live Nation's concert week and from now through May 14th, you can get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows? I did know because Live Nation sent us a list of all of the concerts and I'm obsessed because I'm definitely going to see some of these people. Well, you can get up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, including Alanis Morissette, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson. Who else am I seeing? Lainey Wilson. Peso Pluma and Sarah McLaughlin like back to back. That's fun. Megan Trainer then Peso Pluma, then Sarah McLaughlin, and have us the summer of my life. So grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to buy now. You will Jayla. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. And I'm Lindsay Weber. <laughs> and. Hey, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy, it's Helen. Long time, long time. Sorry if everyone else already called in about Heidi Klum as a worm, but I can't stop thinking about Heidi Klum as a worm, especially when she took off the outfit and she just still had on the worm face. French, French. Lindsay, Bobby, my sincerest condolences that you recorded your Halloween episode before seeing Heidi Klum's worm costume. Realistic giant worm. Heidi was a worm. Crunch, crunch. Bunny is a writer. Heidi is a worm. (laughs) Crunch, crunch. It doesn't quite work. Heidi is a worm. Well, kind of. You got enough. Heidi is a worm. <laughs> you add an extra syllable. Heidi Klum truly outdid herself. I like the years when Heidi does something like weird versus gross. Like I think she, for the past two years, I haven't been as like interested in her costumes because it's always, it's like kind of gross. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't want to see like Heidi like, like stabbed with knives or like I'm a spooky. I don't like it to, when it's spooky. We like when it's kooky. <laughs> Remember when she was Shrek girly? <laughs> the yeah, that was Fiona. Princess Fiona. Yeah, that was good. But she's also been like a really disgusting like alien with matrix tubes sticking out of her body. You know, like she's done plenty of body horror, but nothing to the extent of this worm. It was giving. Have you ever seen the movie Tusk? Did you ever see that movie? Or like one of those Tusk? scary movies where somebody becomes something. Just like it's giving that type of horror that's like almost deeply uncomfortable where like somebody like gets turned into something and you're like <laughs> trapped you know tusk was that movie with uh scream queen justin long where he becomes a walrus i feel like no one saw it it was really disturbing i googled it and i'm looking at photos and i'm sort of wondering how i've never heard of this because that's clear that's like justin long as a walrus it's very dark in a way where everyone's like worm and i see this and i'm like oh i'm like shivering at the idea of becoming like stuck in this worm costume as a worm it's like thinner where the girlie goes thinner to the guy and then he gets thinner it's like someone said worm to heidi klum okay (laughs) she became a worm (laughs) she became a worm but if she takes off the costume she's just sexy heidi klum with a worm face which I, I love that she just took it <laughs> off and there she was with uh, her makeup on 
and sexy Heidi Klum in a warm face. I mean, she's a she's a them, but this <laughs> the warm is a who. <laughs> but Heidi dressing Heidi's costume party and her costume every year are a them though. Like she's honestly kind of known as much for this than as she is for like being a model at this point in her career. Definitely right. Like it's up there. It's like Heidi Klum, supermodel, and like loves Halloween kind costume of. queen. Yeah, it's kind of like getting to be as iconic as her in general. You don't really hear much from her throughout the year aside from like when she was on Project Runway, which now is kind of not as big of a talking point. Right. And she has been a public fan of Halloween for over 20 years at this point. So we were anticipating this costume. It did not disappoint. In fact, it might be the costume of hers with the most cultural impact. No one has cared about a Heidi Klum costume more than they've cared about this one. No one outdid her in terms of celebrities, who celebrities or them celebrities. No. no one outdid the conversation around the worm. Mm-hmm. Even those maybe jaded by Heidi Klum's Halloween antics said, you know what? You got to give it to her. She was a worm. Hey, Heidi, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Just hanging around or laying around? You know, just laying around, just warming around, you know? There's something about the uncomfortableness of this all. You know, when I was saying, like, when you wear a box, you end up as a box. You're like, I'm going as an air conditioner. And then you're just wearing a box. Yeah. Remember when I was a cube smart, one of the cube smarts. And then you're like, this is so fun. Everyone loves it. But then all night you're like, I'm wearing a box. You know, yeah, I'm like trying to get to the refreshments you're table. Try, but like, I can't. <laughs> it's like wearing a box. No, there were really delicious um, brownie bites, like right, homemade so brownie bites. But you're wearing a box. But I'm wearing right. a box and it was hard to get to the brownie bites. That's why the videos of Heidi like dan- on the dance floor, like dancing. I was just like, this is extremely funny. She knew this was going to happen, but it's just extremely funny how this is. Then you just have to be at the party and you're a worm. Pretty funny. Yeah, I'm looking at her Wikipedia. I forgot that she is doing Making the Cut, the Amazon version of Project Yeah, she's Runway. been doing it for a while. And it, no one's, that's really not a conversation that it's we're good. having. It's good. Okay, I believe that it's good. <laughs> You of course love it's Project good. Runway. You love that shit. The designer of the worm costume, Paul Komoda, shared on Twitter the photos of his original design for the worm. And it's a very sexy worm with a very like prominent bust. It's wearing a brassiere. And like a Heidi Klum face pop, pop, popping through. And the, the worm had arms. So it was kind of, it was kind of giving like um, Ursula Sea Witch. And then Heidi said, no, I want it to be disgusting and uncomfortable, and I don't want to ha- wear a brassiere. It should not have tits. Mm-hmm. The worm should not have tits, which I would say is incredible direction. Yes, it's so, so, so funny. Let's listen to more calls because you are listening to Who's There, a weekly call and show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619 Who Them. Let's start with a comment. Lindsay Bobby, I had to pause the pod and tell you that Madison Pruitt's new husband, Grant Trump, is not just a guy, he's the son of a billionaire. That's with a B. And so she did pretty good for herself. So I just wanted to add a little bit more information that he's not just random dude. Um, she has access to that money now. So, okay, crunch, crunch. Bye. Okay, I can still call a billionaire a random dude, by the way. <laughs> you can still be very rich and be a random dude. I just want to put that out there. That's true. And he is still a random dude. His father is less of a random dude because he is the billionaire who helped fund Truth Social. If you're wondering what he's doing with his money. That's so dark. Well, he originally founded a long distance phone company. You know, what's Mm -hmm. so funny. Like, it's so fucking 
old billionaire vibes where you invent a technology that doesn't even exist anymore and you're still like a billionaire, you know? It's like mm -hmm. he invented long distance phone company, Excel Communications. Like, okay, babe. We found it. We're not I know that like, he invented long good. distance phone. Whatever. <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay, fine. He sold it like a long time ago for a lot of money. So it's like, yes. okay, great. $3.5 billion. Then he invested in stocks, bond, and bonds, and horses. Okay, I don't care. I oh, don't, my God. I don't care. What I care about is this thing that Timmy threw in. And he said, not enough focus was spent on the fact that they waited until marriage to, quote, be intimate. And her veil says, worth the wait. <laughs> it, the veil does say worth the wait in the people exclusive photos. That is sort of like giving me a full body shiver. Sorry, Timmy, we didn't focus on that deeply dark detail. Wrapping myself in a veil that said worth the wait, I think would generate more shivers than showing up in a Heidi Klum worm costume. You know, like it's disgusting. Also, our words on veils just ripping off Haley Bieber at this point. Like we, she did that, right? Like we don't do that anymore. She did it, you know? That was definitely inspired by Haley Bieber. But my question here is, it's the wedding ceremony photo. So they waited until marriage to be intimate. I'm, I'm going to use the language. But like, how do you know it's worth the wait? Like you're wearing the veil before you even get married. Like, All right. You're wear semantics. the veil after the honeymoon, you know? Semantics. <laughs> then tell me. How do you know it's worth She's the wait? She's proselytizing. Don't know, She's not confirming. <laughs> she is proselytizing. That day, Grant proposed, literally changed our lives, she shared during the couple's first joint interview on Amazon Live. I'd argue if their first joint interview is on an Amazon Live, this couple is irrelevant to me. I'm sorry. On an Amazon Live, not like to Entertainment Tonight, to people, a people exclusive, literally anything else. It's on Amazon Live where she was selling probably like scrunchies. Do you know what I mean? If he's a billionaire, why are you doing Amazon li Live? Amazon is supposed to be so like approachable. Like it's supposed to be... You're supposed to be able to yeah, find things of all price points and like, oh, I'm supposed to be relatable. But I don't find anything about a billionaire relatable, you know? Okay. If you had to go on Amazon Live, they're like, Bobby, go on Amazon Live and and shill the last like five things you bought on Amazon. What would they be? Like, I literally will. Hold on. Like, I try what, not like, what to use you, Amazon much what would these you, days. What would well, you, you know what I bought recently? Okay. You know what I bought recently? I bought a big, like a big multi-pack of Gillette razors. You would literally have to sell Gillette razors. Yeah, I would, boring. I would, what would I have to sell? Oh, I would have to sell a big air fryer and some <laughs> mouse traps. How, does, how demeaning would that be? People would go, oh, Lindsay Weber, relatable. <laughs> a big air fryer and mouse traps. <laughs> that sounds like they go together in a disgusting way. And some writ dye. <laughs> Oh, my God. And one of those bras that pushes your tits together, it sticks to your boobs. Like, it would be just the worst <laughs> shit. Do you know what I mean? It's the dregs. It's the dregs. What did you dye? Oh, I tried to dye some old stained white linen that I had. It, it kind of worked. <laughs> did it work? Um, uh, Wait, um, I got a, not, I got a, what? This is not hooey, but like a few, the few weeks ago, I was in bed like one morning or one night like just horizontal and i was looking at tiktok which i'm trying not to look at tiktok much these days like my it like it gets out of control really i feel like there's just a time and a place you can't right. look at it in bed you got to look at it another time though it's so when good. you look at it in bed you fall into a black the hole the one i it's sent you today was so good come on the one you sent me today was hilarious and uh -huh. let me just play it for you <laughs> It just, it just, it's so specific. Like, how did it know? All you people that chose to take French in high school, what are you doing right now? I'm very gay. 
and mentally ill. Yes. Okay, so that's really funny. But I, I saw this thing show up my FYP and it was just, oh my God, it was cleaning TikTok adjacent. But for some reason I was wrapped. I couldn't turn it off. And it was just some run of the mill white girly being like, hey, um, so I bought this dye, Rit dye. And oh, I no. bought this dye and I'm just going to dye some me. stuff. And she filled this bucket in her tub yeah, with hot water, put in the red dye. Like her kids are screaming yeah. in the background. And she's like, those are my kids in the background. And she's like, I'm going to dye this old suede bag, this dress yeah. and something else green. And then I'm watching this and it's going on and on and on. And she's like <laughs> dipping it in the thing. And it's like two minutes long. And then finally it ends. And I was like, she's like, anyway, I'll let you go. I'll let y'all know how it goes. And I was like, <laughs> what? I want to know. <laughs> What does your shit look like? I thought you were going to give me a, b- a fucking after. And so I'm scrolling through this girlie's feed and it's like not lifestyle cleaning content. It's mostly just, I don't even know. It's just her. It's just her <laughs> mugging for the camera. So I'm just like, there has to be a follow-up here. And then finally at the top with like 1,000 views is this girlie showing off the stuff that she died, the actors. And, and it, it begins look? with her. It, it begins with her being like, so everyone's asking me, like, what happened because that one thing went viral. And she's like, oh, I'm so annoyed. And then she shows everything. And everything was fucked up. Like, <laughs> okay. everything is gross. It's everything really is gross. It's hard to die. Yeah, you have to. It's not easy. So there are some inconsistencies. <laughs> Next call. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. Um, I'm just calling in after the latest pod to let you know that Tia Blanco is Brody Jenner's girlfriend. She's actually a professional surfer and she won the competition, The Ultimate Surfer, which was hosted by Jesse Palmer on ABC. Um, and she, I think he went on money and then a wild card to the World Surf League tour. Um, and she actually dressed as, I think it was like a COVID germ while he was Dr. Fauci. Just wanted to let you know because I follow her on Instagram because she's a pretty good surfer. But anyways, crunch crunch. Bye. You love this girly. I guess I didn't finish the show, but not me forgetting the girly who won the competition show that I definitely watched like maybe 75% of on ABC. <laughs> maybe 75. You didn't even watch to the ending? That kind of got it got boring. It got boring. Oh, I'm sorry. Sad. It's not 100 foot wave. It's close. <laughs> it's close. They weren't searching 100 foot waves. No, that's a beautiful documentary with an iconic score. This was like a silly reality show. Isn't it coming back? Yeah. Se- season two. Can't wait. Maybe I'll, what, what fi- maybe I'll catch what up will on they be season doing now? one. It's so good. I can't recommend it enough. So Timmy pointed out that we did reference this woman a few months ago yes may and we called their relationship quote a snooze and didn't get into the fact that she was on Lindsay's um second favorite <laughs> surfing show ultimate surfer and won it i think he's a snooze maybe i didn't really look into her i guess before calling it was a snooze but he's a snooze she's interesting she's a good surfer i ended up looking at her feed for a long time because i was like damn she's really a professional surfer i think she's wearing what was probably designed to be a sexy alien costume but it's green and sort of glistening and so is, shiny. Is COVID and I think like she's a COVID. green? No. What is a COVID? It, what is a COVID? I mean, in terms of like visually. Visually, I don't think it's a color. But sometimes it's represented as red. Other times it's represented as green. Don't call me, you know, whatever, uptight. But I do think it is too soon to be dressing as COVID, you know? <laughs> so, like the, ger- the, the virus, right? Like I just don't think that that's like... 
we're not really done with it in a way that you can dress like it. Dress like something that we've eradicated, you know? Yeah. You don't want to dress like something that you could conceivably get at the party yeah, you're dressed while wearing as it has. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you really like don't want to get COVID while being COVID at a party hosted exactly. by the Gerbers. You know, like maybe exactly. just maybe just like avoid that fate or whatever. It's like going to a children's Halloween party and dressing as a chicken pock. <laughs> you know, like I don't or hand foot I don't want to do that. Or whatever it's called, you know, yeah. like good luck. Do kids get right? chicken pox anymore? Isn't that that they don't get it? They they're vaccinated for it now? No, they do. I think they do. They still get it? Okay. I thought there Worse was something about a chicken foot, pox. Foot and mouth disease is way scarier, I think, to a parent. And um the one where you throw up and poop a lot. God, what is that's really catchy. Norovirus. Oh my god. Norovirus. Yeah, that one too. Yeah. Don't go Been to a, there. don't go to a children's party dressed as neurovirus, you know? <laughs> You're just asking for it. <laughs> right. Um she was also on MTV's The Challenge, Champs versus Pros. Not Champs versus Pros. God, I'm Champs so versus far, Pros. I know people who like are challenge heads, but I'm so far out of the challenge that like I don't even know where we went away from having people who were previously on Real World and Road Rules. Now it's just anyone. Right. They dumped Real World Road Rules out of the title. There are some RR oldies. I mean, those people are old now. They're in their 40s and 50s. Yeah. How old is Piggy? <laughs> how, how old is, is Piggy? How old is Johnny Walnuts, you know? Polly Walnuts? <laughs> oh, my God. What's his name? I don't even know. Piggy is literally 50 years old. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, next call. Hey, Lindsay Bobby, Timmy. I had to pause the pod and let all of you know that check on it is actually a song from Pink Panther, not Goldmember. The song from Goldmember is Work It Out. Okay, thank you, Crunch Crunch. Bobby, how dare you mix up the two, like, not-that-great Beyonce <laughs> songs in not-that-great Beyonce-adjacent movies? I, I do like both of these songs in their context. Like, at the time, I really loved Work It Out. At the time, I really liked Check On It. But it's funny that both of those songs are for equally kind of forgettable movies, even though that's an Austin Powers movie and a pink... They're, like, both, like, IP movies. Both of which Beyonce was in when Beyonce said, like, I'm acting, right? Mm -hmm. She was in Pink Ex Panther. What Was she? Yeah, she's in it. She's like the the final listed cast member, like, of the, uh -huh. of the lead cast. It's like Kevin Klein, Steve Martin, Jean Reno, Emily Mortimer, and... Beyonce. Beyonce Knowles. Introducing Beyonce yeah. as Beyonce. Okay, got it. Hey, you weekly. Um, how you doing? Um, I'm doing great. The Philadelphia Phillies are in the World Series. I know you guys care a lot about sports. Um, but the team has adopted as, like, their theme song, the Robin song, Dancing on My Own, but the Callum Scott version. So it's like a male singer. It's a slow-down version. There's something, like, it's so funny. This uh, bunch of these macho men dancing around the song, which I always associate as being sort of like a queer club anthem. But anyway... So I just found out, because I was just like, Googling some stuff or came up on Twitter, that Callum Scott was on Britain's Got Talent. Like, that's how he became famous. Is he, fam is he a famous singer? Who's Callum Scott? Um, please help me. Um, crunch, crunch. Go Phillies. Who is Callum Scott? I don't know. Do you? He's English. 
okay, that doesn't answer anything for me. And he did not win Britain's Got Talent, which is sort of, I think when you don't win those talent shows, you're in a better position to become super famous. He was sixth. Callum Scott, Dancing on My Own, Tiesto Remix. That's what's we're, that's what we're working at. They, wait, I'm sorry, straight people, myself included. Straight people slowed <laughs> down Robin, gave it to a man, and then said, we're going to speed it back up, but not go Robin, go Tiesto. Am I wrong? No, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> they said, we're not going to like find the original, which is faster and give it and go back to Robin version. We're going to keep the man, but we're going to speed him up using Tiesto remix. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No women. Sickening. <laughs> Sickening. Sickening. So I want to play just to hear. I want to. Okay. Sickening. Here's, here's a Robin's dancing on my own. Here's Callum Scott's cover of Dancing on My Own. I'm in the corner, watching you kiss her, oh, oh, oh. And I'm right over here, why can't you see me, oh, oh, oh. And I'm giving it my all, but I'm not the guy you're taking home. And here's Callum Scott's cover of Dancing on My Own, remixed, remixed by, by Tiesto. Tiesto. crazy so i guess the phillies are doing really well in uh baseball they're in the world series i almost said they're in the super bowl (laughs) (laughs) i really almost said it they're in the world series they're in the world series against i mean buy me some peanuts and cracker jills okay over here we're working (laughs) we're trying our hardest no the phillies are like we will be using cracker jacks they said no cracker jills we will be playing callum scott and tiesto's version of dancing on my own and the crackers you were eating will be jacks a stunning (laughs) example that if any people you encounter that know robin's dancing on my own and you're like how do you like what it's like no they Mm -hmm. make sure you ask them why they know yeah it out okay what were you saying you were saying so this song has become i guess they're like unofficial anthem i think i saw a video of the of the guys singing this back backstage like no nope. singing it backstage in the dugout in the locker room no in the locker room in the locker room not the dugout they're in the, in locker, the locker room, room singing it and like we throwing were, gatorade this, on each other yeah and this sweaty. video went around and it confused a lot of people on mostly gay twitter and then the re- the big reveal is that this is an entire thing starring this guy named callum scott there's a story that i read yesterday in the Philadelphia Inquirer, I didn't put it in the thing, but it's like an interview with a DJ in Philly who's like, everyone's requesting at a karaoke now. Oh like, no, it's everyone sweet. is it's requesting gonna become dancing sweet on my own. Caroline. This song is over. 
Mm-hmm. Unless Robin gets like a billion dollars from this, I'm like gonna be so upset when the when the the song is killed. So listen to a Phillies game. This is video from a Phillies game on October 21st, so a couple okay. of weeks ago, and it's playing in the crowd. And it's the it's they're the home team here, so it's playing at the Phillies stadium. Sure. And right. listen to the crowd sing along. And in okay. the jumbotron, you're seeing Phillies team members i was gonna say philly's cast members philly's cast <laughs> we members are not um, on purpose by the way Sounds no like we are philly's cast point. members singing along and dancing and like you know uh fist bumping to callum scott featuring sure, tiesto yeah. dancing God, and listen damn it <laughs> It's so confusing. I know we're late to this. According to sports fans, we're probably really late to this. But I do feel like this is something they've been hiding from us. And I feel like they knew that we were going to feel this way about it. You know? Yeah. It's like watching the movie Bound. But like maybe they like deep faked Keanu Reeves' face over Gina Gershon or something. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know? It's oh very, my God. It's yeah. very weird. The whole vibe is off. It's like watching an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. But like somehow... Chris Hemsworth is playing all the parts. <laughs> That's like not. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm sorry. I don't know. In place of Michelle Visage and RuPaul, we have Tyra Banks and Paul Hollywood. You know, it's just like, wait, <laughs> something's off. <laughs> it's like watching something you know was once a gay porn, but like there's no sex in it. It's just two guys like hanging out and there's like a really good score and they like, and it's like fun. It's like. <laughs> It's billed as like a bro comedy, you know? It's like going on a Delta flight and seeing that Paris is burning is featured in the movie library. And then you click play and it's about (laughs) the time the Notre Dame burned down. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Okay. You're like, wait. So you're like, what? I don't think that was what this was. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So who is Callum Scott? He was on Britain's Got Talent. He auditioned with his acoustic cover of Of dancing on my own dancing on my own so he kind of like was the one who started this crime (laughs) yes but also the thing about callum scott is that even though we're straightifying this callum scott is gay which makes the whole thing even but i think that that contributes the call is coming from inside the house that contributes to the uncanny valley-ness of this it's like extremely bizarre it's extremely bizarre Right, so it's really like folded back in on itself. Right. Robin wrote that song thinking like, what if I wrote like a sad ballad as a dance pop song? Exactly. exactly. And then he said, no, what if I keep it as a sad ballad? But then Tiesta was like, well, what if I make it a dance pop song again? But then it was like in between between the between the Calum Scott making a sad ballad and Tiesto making an upbeat thing again, you have sports fans or somebody in sports cl- saying wow, this song is really good and emotional. And we love when a man sings it. No, this is where things get really interesting. So after Tiesto remixes it, this guy in the oh, Red so Sox. after the remix that they yes, discovered it. After God, the remix, a catcher in the baseball sense. I bet. For the Red Sox, named, named Kevin Plowecki. 
started using the song. This is from Boston. the Philadelphia Baseball Review.com. Began Not using Boston. the song that says walk up music in games Got played it. in 2020 in, in an empty Fenway Park because of the COVID pandemic. I'm quoting this. So after he started using it, this random guy, Kevin Plowecki. And this was when nobody was at the games because it was COVID. So they were just no one playing was there. on it. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so another player who's in the Red Sox named Kyle Schwarber is like, I love this song, right? Uh-huh, this song is hyping sure, us I up. Bet you do. I'm obsessed yeah. with this, okay? Yeah. Then Kyle Schwarber gets moved, gets traded, drafted, something. He's like, I'm playing for the <laughs> Phillies now. I don't know how. He took the he took the Acela. I don't know. And he how. was like, he I'm knows, going over here now. <laughs> he knows how. You just don't know how. Don't act like he doesn't know how. So Kyle Schwarber gets on the Amtrak and he goes, I'm going from Boston to Philadelphia now. (laughs) Honestly, a blessing to him. (laughs) Lucky guy. Probably a great train ride. Gotta say. Beautiful train ride. This is great. Oh, you mean beautiful like scenic. I meant like he gets to go to Philly. Okay. Yeah. And he brings the song with him. So he kind of stole it. Okay. Yeah. This is really interesting. So he goes, Uh I'm going to take it with me to the Phillies. And the Phillies are doing extremely well, not the Red Sox this year. So because they're doing really extremely well. Oh, his hype song has played the most throughout the season because they yes. played so many games and doing so well. So his this song is getting the most like actual attention than it would if it was still with the Red Sox, who didn't play as well as the Phillies. Exactly. Did you see this quote? Everybody loved it, said backup catcher and unofficial team DJ Garrett Stubbs. We win, we walk in here, we let it play. It's awesome. I just want to get back to backup catcher and unofficial team DJ Garrett Stubbs. <laughs> so he's the guy who's like controlling the iPod in the Oh, I bet he is. I dugout. bet Garrett Stubbs is. He's a backup catcher. He's a lot of time mm-hmm. to control the iPod or whatever. I think the fact that he took it from another team is very interesting. And I would love to know how the Red Sox feel about this. You know, yeah, Lindsay, do you know any Red really, Sox? I don't know. Let me call them. I'm all related to all of them. <laughs> They're apparently. all your cousins. Can you call your cousins? <laughs> oh, my God. All right. But the thing is, I was like, well, is what makes this guy Kyle Schwarber, who took it from the Red Sox to the Phillies so special? And then I Googled him and apparently he's like extremely, extremely good. So it makes sense that because he's so good, sort of what he says goes. Sure. He gets the privilege of being able to steal this song. You know, anything but Sweet Caroline I'm down with. So as long as Sweet Caroline is not in the conversation, then we win as a culture. Bah, bah, Robin better be getting paid. Each time this plays, I want to see a check written from the MLB to Robin for (laughs) $100,000. I think that Dancing on My Own, she is the sole songwriter on it. Yeah. And if that is the case, Robin's making a lot of money off of this. So she Robin's going to be fine. I don't want her to react to this. I don't want to know what she thinks about it. But I do want her to be getting checks in the mail that come from like baseball and her being like, oh, what's it? Okay. You know, <laughs> I would I would love for Robin to be getting like royalty checks and noticing that they're like higher than normal and being like, yeah. can someone explain this to me? And they're like, it's baseball in America. You don't want to know, babe. <laughs> yeah. She's a co-writer, but still, there are only two two songwriters, her and Patrick Berger. Duh. Next call. It was like 70-something degrees a couple days ago. It's time to put our winter weather to bed, or in my Pull case, under the bed. your linens, sweeties. The lin- It's time. For- it's linen season, honey. Oh, oh, all I want is linen all the time. I just want to be draped in linen for my entire life. Not only am I pulling out my linen 
tops, my linen bottoms, my linen dresses. I'm putting on my linen sheets. I'm putting on my linen pillowcases. I'm just like, Ooh. everything is linen because the weather's getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to jackets, sweaters, and hello to shorts, tees, and linen. I know. I should probably buy some linen shorts from Quince. I have a Quince cotton duvet cover that I really like. Ooh. And it's warm. Ooh. It's it's warm in the cold months and it's cool in the warm months, which is sort of where I want my bedding to be, somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle. You and know? you can get premium European linen from blouses, shorts, dresses from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And you get it for a good price because Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, they cut out the cost of the middlemen and pass the savings on to you. I hate middlemen. I and hate Quince middlemen. only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. We love it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash who for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash who to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash who. I love my Helix mattress. I love my Helix pillow. What else is there to say about Helix? I freaking love it. <laughs> What when I sleep to, on other beds, what is there I else get to mad. say is that I come back to my bed and I'm like, this is the bed. This is the bed. And it's honestly spoiled me for other beds. And I don't like traveling sometimes because I'm like, this is not my bed. Where's my bed? I want I've my made bed. It, I've made it's it's my special bed. It's my special mattress because it is a mattress that is made for my body. Mm-hmm. I took the Helix quiz. It told me which Helix mattress to get. And that's the one I got. And that's the one that I love. And that's yes. the one that I will not stop mm-hmm. using because it's the best mattress I've ever slept on. Mm-hmm. The mattress is so good that when we got it, my cat Winston became obsessed with it. And now he's on it all the time. And I'm no like, way. you have to move because no I way. need to sleep on the bed. It's my bed. It's not your bed. Wow. He's obsessed with it. It's wow. irritating, actually. Wow. He likes okay. the Helix Rude. so much. So rude. Everybody is unique, and I mean everybody, two words, because everyone sleeps differently. Their bodies are different, and that's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific seat positions and feel preferences. I'm a side sleeper slash stomach sleeper. Some people are back sleepers. Some people are exclusively side sleepers. There's a Helix mattress for all of you. Not only is the Helix the best mattress I've ever slept on, it, the setup was fast and easy. Their mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door. You just open it up and it like kind of like blows back up at a, after it comes out of the plastic and you put it on your bed and it's amazing. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model. And if you don't want to take our word for it, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash who. That's helixsleep.com slash who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Hey, BLT. Um, So after watching White Lotus on Sunday, I started following um, Haley Lou Richardson. And you might have talked about her like a few years ago. I I don't remember. Um, But... I literally just started following her and she posted, I like didn't realize that she dated Brett Dyer from like Jane the Virgin, another who that you guys definitely have talked about for like years. And they both like posted on their story in the last like day, just this long message of, um, about like them being separated for two years and like that they were together for a long time. Can you talk about this at all? Does this matter? I'm assuming you're not going to play this, but I figured I'd shoot my shot, you know. Um, 
Yeah. Also, Theo Jane, the prosthetic penis in White Lotus. That was crazy. Did you see that? All right. Crunch Crunch. That was okay, crazy. Let's, let's that was not crazy. Get in. Let's not get Was it prosthetic? It was prosthetic, apparently, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's not get into that on this platform. We have plenty of other platforms to talk about White Lotus uh, <laughs> and Theo James's prosthetic, prosthetic, prosthetic penis. penis. Allegedly prosthetic let's get back. penis. Haley Lou Richardson. Um, how would you think we wouldn't care that uh, somebody announced a breakup two years, <laughs> two well, years after it happened and no one knew? <laughs> That's our favorite thing. When suddenly people like have heard of you on a greater scale, the people who knew about you before were like, Oh, she's engaged to that guy from Jane the Virgin. She's like, actually, it's been two years since we broke up. You just didn't ask or care. She needed to confirm. She needed to confirm to her legions of fans, I am available. <laughs> you know, like that's kind of all it was. She got all the love island, the love island. She got all the lotus, the white lotus island press that was like, who is Haley Lou? Haley Lou Richards. Yeah. We know who Aubrey Plaza is. We know who the guy from Sopranos is. Who <laughs> is Theo James? Who? <laughs> oh. Oh my god, don't who him. I love him. He's a who. I'm sorry, that show is filled with who's. I don't think he's a Maybe he is a who. Okay, I love him though. Who is the themiest person on season two of White Lotus? I mean, at this point, is it Jennifer Coolidge? Jennifer Coolidge. It's either Jennifer Coolidge or Aubrey Plaza. You know? F. Murray Abraham is a prestige who. I think it's Aubrey Plaza. Jennifer Coolidge almost has the kind of whiff of like, a new she's obviously she's old but this like newfound like revitalization of her in a way that feels very Laura Dern we have to see how long it lasts you know we have to see the the last is it lasting you know everyone else is a who you think um Anthony what's his name is a who Michael Imperioli yeah yeah Christopher Christopher that's what I meant (laughs) Christopher you think Christopher is a who Christopher is a who Michael Imperioli is a who Tom think, Hollander um, is a who. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. That's all. Fine. I do think that that show works because everybody is is like a character actor who, in a way, yes. or like an up and coming star, like Haley Lou Richardson, who we were talking about until we got sidetracked by the rest of the cast. She has been one who has always been in the list of. Here she comes. Thirty girlies, comes. you gotta know. Beep beep. Haley Lou Richardson, she's coming. Here she comes. I like her name a lot. I really do. I think it's 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 pleasing to say. It's pleasing to hear and to read and to say. She's one of the rare Haley's. She has Haley Lou in a in a very um, charming, almost like Miss America. It's Miss Congeniality vibes. It's Gracie Lou Friedbush, you know, like it's Yes, yes. It's dainty. Her name is dainty in a way that we don't see much of. But Richardson is kind of it kind of balances it out. It grounds it, is what it does. It grounds it. Haley Lou Richardson. It's just, it's a, it's nice. She dated a guy named Brett Dyer, who I guess is most famous for probably being in Jane, Jane the, Virgin. the Virgin. Yeah, I think that like people who love Jane the Virgin would be like, he's huge. But then anyone else would be like, who is he? You know? Yes. And she's been more of like a movie person. So she's been the lead and supporting in a lot of small movies that had pretty passionate fan bases like The Edge of Seventeen. She's the friend. Unpregnant. She's the main girly, but that was a Hulu original. Isn't she the one that's called like five feet where where they had to be five feet apart? Five feet apart. Yeah. She's <laughs> yeah, five feet yeah, apart. Yeah. She's in there too. She's also yeah, yeah, one yeah. of the girls, the titular girls in girls. Support the Girls, you know? Oh, I mean, in court, one of the, probably the best movies she's ever been in, in my opinion. And honestly, she, I really liked Unpregnant too, which a lot of people did not see, but I thought was great. 
But she was the lead in Unpregnant Barbie Ferreira. Wasn't it Barbie Ferreira was the friend? Yeah, they were co- They were, they were co-leads. Co- they were kind of yeah. co-leads. Yeah, you're right. Sure. But um, so White Lotus- But that was I a Hulu her... movie. A lot of people didn't see that. It was kind of a Exactly. That's what I'm movie. saying. Yeah. So it's like even after Yang, that's a Colin Farrell movie- White Lotus is like so much bigger than anything she's done, if only because it almost feels like it's closer to the monocoach monoculture, like a Taylor Swift song than anything she's done before. It's yeah. HBO. It's a conversation. The first season was so huge. Everybody Follow talked up to about Emmy winners. it. Yeah, right. It just it feel it feels like th- if this is going to break her in a way that I don't think anything else in her discography could. And she's been in some discography bangers. She has. I was just, we, I think we talked about it on the Patreon. I recently watched her in a great plane movie, the co-lead of a movie called Montana Story. Great plane movie. She was good in it. So here's the thing. They broke up, but in their breakup statements, one thing I like about it, they posted the same photo. They took a a selfie of the two of them, each giving thumbs up. And they wrote separate things. I want to read both of them because I think it's funny and sort of charming that they posted the same photo, but differently with different words. She wrote... Hi, guys. This is me and Brett. We yeah, actually like separated real. two years ago. <laughs> but yeah, life goes right. on and we are both existing and doing pretty well, turns out. We shared a deeply special chunk of our lives together. I'm so glad to have had the last couple of years to heal and grow without the internet knowing. But we kind of just wanted to share it and move on now. Love yourselves. Life is life, babies. Brett posted the same photo, zoomed in, and said, Hey, guys. This is Haley and I. We separated two years ago, but we saw each other today for the first time. We are happy and so thankful for the time we had together. For those people who have been dying to know what happened to us, Haley's post is better worded. So go read that one. Have a great day. It's funny also that like this came out and then they hung out. Do you think that like reminded them to hang out or they were like, we should get together and and go over how we want to handle this? Do you know what I mean? Like all of a sudden, like she said to him, like, hey, White Lotus is coming out. People might find out that we've broken up. People are asking. Actually care. Yeah. People already asking about it. You know, we're going to get the Us Weekly uh, rip, which they did. They got the rip. They got the, you know, with the the two year old photo. They got the rip. Yeah. the, The graphic. Yeah, but I think that that's sort of like those were the machinations that were happening behind the scenes. It was like, I'm getting more attention than I've ever gotten. I'm in an ensemble cast that's getting every single like barstool sports is writing meet the cast of the White Lotus season two. Totally, you know, like totally, everyone's totally, writing meet the cast totally, of, of White Lotus season totally. two. I'm getting more yeah, press, co- more press calls. Is like, who do you need to know in the cast? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So yeah. it's like, I'm getting more attention than ever. Can we just like meet up? I know it's been a while. They say they haven't seen each other in two years. And then, like, figure out how to handle this. It's, it'll be good press if we do this well. And they did it, and they got good press. But it is funny to see headline after headline that say, White Lotus star Haley Lou Richardson reveals she secretly split from her fiancé, Brett Dyer, two years ago following a nine-year relationship. White Lotus is Haley Lou Richardson reveals she split from fiancé, yeah, Brett Dyer, crazy. two years ago. Time to move on. <laughs> it's No, it's, it's, it's hilarious. It's like, we got to make up for lost time. It's just such a strange, like, framing of a, of a news blip of anything. Mm-hmm. And Timmy pointed out something that's kind of funny. They released this Instagram story because neither of these posts are on their grids. Both of these were Instagram story posts, so they they were fleeting, um, but they were enough to get attention. They posted those Instagram stories lit- on the two years to the day anniversary of their last Instagram post together. That's Timmy. That's some real good stalking right there. That's some sleuthing. That's good research. Yeah, I love it. That is it. some sleuthing. So the last time they were on each other's grid. It's it's interesting to me in my mind that if that's true, that they like got together to deal with this. I think that's very fascinating. They said we have to, you know, how are we going to do this? Let's let's have lunch and we'll figure it out. Yeah. 
And once again, there's a lot of Timmy in this episode, but with good reason. Timmy has a theory. Did you see his theory? Timmy has a theory as to why Haley Lou Richardson. We kind of did the annoying thing where we just went through her IMDb earlier. Because he's a Timmy's a Haley Lou Richardson fan. I mean, who is Timmy loves Haley Lou Richardson? Yes, we knew that. We've long known that. But Timmy's thoughts here. No, I think it's so. I think it's actually so spot on. So it's sort of like, why haven't we heard more from Haley Lou Richardson? Look at all these things she's been in, but she's never gotten like the actual breakout okay. role. And he what, said Timmy, it's because what? I'm gonna quote Timmy. I'm a Haley Lou Richardson stan, parentheses, duh. But I feel like she looks a lot like Zoe Deutsch, so I feel like they're probably up for a lot of the same roles, so she hasn't blown up slash been as successful. You can't compete with the Nepo baby. Here's my argument to this. I don't think they necessarily look alike, but I do think they have similar vibes vibes silliness the the kind of the role that they might fill in a movie i don't think that zoe deutsch makes iconic movie choices though that Haley lou would like get instead of her and be more successful but she's definitely more famous she is and i would argue that's because of nepotism because there's always that connection to her mom Haley richardson could have been in that not okay hulu movie Haley richardson could have been in that sure. set it I don't up know if she should have wanted Netflix to rom-com that everyone loves. i will say i think zoe deutsch auditioned for white lotus and i would bet a lot of money on it that she auditioned for that part yeah and then Haley beat her out yeah because honestly Haley said i got it though they do look alike i think Haley looks a little bit more relatable than zoe like a zoe's a little person. too glam she's very glam but also, I think they both have a silly vibe that I think is what Timmy is picking up on. Like, like Zoe Deutsch dates like Jimmy Tatro, who's like the comedian from American Vandals. Like, she, like they both date like goofy white guys. You know what I mean? Like, there mm-hmm. is a, there is kind of a, if you were a casting director, you might have them like in the same kind of list. I don't know how casting directors work, but I assume they have lists, you know, of people mm-hmm. that they like. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. This is Crystal. Long time, few times. I am calling because, as you know, Taylor Swift announced her tour today, and I don't know who any of these special guests are. So we've got Beba Doobie, Gail, Owen, Girl in Red, Muna, and Gracie Abrams. Who are all these people? Thanks. Crunch, crunch. I can't hear Beba Doobie without hearing. D.D. Mega Doodoo. I'm sorry. Mangoodoo. DD Mega Doodoo. <laughs> the funniest part of DD Mega Doodoo is that when she corrects herself, she still says it wrong. <laughs> DD Mega Doodoo. Yes. It is iconic. It's the, it's the, sorry. It's the gay blind of, of names. She says Mega Doodoo and then says, I'm sorry, Mangoodoo. <laughs> what is it? Okay. It's like, I'm not. It's something I, I don't. You don't it even looks, know. It's I'm not going to butcher it. You know I am. Imagine if Irish you were D.D. Mega Doodoo. Like, imagine that was She's you. She's dead. You got That's to, like, the whole thing. <laughs> She's dead. It's quite disrespectful, oh, but whatever. Oh. oh, I didn't know she was dead. I'm so sorry. She's announcing the death of a police officer in Louisville. Oh, okay. <laughs> and well, she can't say her name. Dark. Okay, anyway. Well. So Taylor Swift announced her Eras tour. This is not Spawn. Well, it's not Spawn because we're not going because we definitely can't get tickets. If it was Spawn, we'd have tickets. Not all of us waited in a virtual line for a pre-sale code to for be... two and a half hours. <laughs> you have to prove that you're a fan online to prove that you're a fan to pr- pay the money to go to. The... Anyways, sorry. I know. Did you notice that Biden announced that he was going to crack down on Ticketmaster fees the same week as Taylor Swift announced her Eras tour? He would get reelected if he just did that. 
Ticketmaster is so corrupt. Okay, go ahead. So the openers were announced as Paramore, Heim, Phoebe Bridgers, Biba Doobie, Girl in Red, Muna, Gale, Gracie, Abrams, Owen. For the sake of the podcast, I'm cutting out the people we've spoken about at length in the past. Paramore, them, Paramore, Heim, them-ish. Phoebe Bridgers, Phoebe Bridgers them-ish. Muna, them. we've done I them before. Bridgers are them. Muna, who, but we've done we've them. We've done them. Yes. These are all people we've spoken about. That leaves behind Biba Doobie, Girl in Red, Gail, Gracie Abrams, and Owen with two ends. Uh-huh. To make this sort of interesting, because it's like, oh, who's this person? Whatever. I turned it into a game. So, Lindsay, okay. look at these names. Biba Doobie, Girl in Red, Gail, Gracie Owens, and Owen. That is five. Gracie Abrams and Owen. Ga- Gracie Abrams and Owen. That's five potential names. I'm going to quiz okay. you on these people. Okay. You're going to tell me whether I'm describing Biba Doobie, Girl in Red, Gail, yeah, Gracie this. Abrams, or Owen. Quite okay. easy. But I think it'll be enlightening to the audience. Okay. Who has the most followers on Instagram? Biba Doobie, oh, Girl on. in Red, Gail, Gracie Abrams, or Owen? Biba Doobie. Wrong. Girl in Red. Girl in Red. Oh, okay. Who's in that Girl in Red has, I believe, 2.6 million Instagram followers. I'm uh, surprised. The okay. follow-up is Biba Doobie with 1.7. So mm, okay. the lowest is Owen with 82.6 thousand. I could have guessed that. Okay. You should have asked me that. I would have guessed it. Who is a Nepo baby of the group? Gracie Abrams. Gracie Abrams. And who are Gracie Abrams' parents? Or name one. I I actually don't remember. Oh, you don't? Their last name is Abrams. JJ Abrams. JJ, yes. JJ <laughs> <J>. Abrams. <laughs> Whose real first name is Taylor? Biba Doobie, Girl in Red, Gracie Abrams, Owen, or Gail? Is it Gail? It's Gail. I'm Gail. T- who goes by Gail? Hi, I'm Gail. <laughs> yeah. Whose real first name is Beatrice? Beba Doobie. Beba Doobie. There you go. Okay. Beba Doobie. Beatrice Christie Laus. Okay. Like Whose Bebe. real name is Christian? Is it Owen? It's Owen with two N's. His name is <laughs> Christian Owens. Okay. Okay. He dropped the S and added an N for his for and a period, name, which is fun. And a period. Okay. Whose first name is Marie? Murray? Marie. Marie? Marie. Girl in, re- girl in red. Girl in red. Right? There you go. Okay. Who opened for Conan Gray? Uh, 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 Gail? No, I'm sorry. Girl in red opened for Conan Gray. Okay. okay. Who opened for Olivia Rodrigo? Biba Doobie. No, I'm sorry. Gracie Abrams opened for Olivia Rodrigo. Do you remember when Biba Doobie was, we were playing somewhere and Biba Doobie was like the day after us or something? That was cool. <laughs> yes, that was funny. Okay. Who opened for Lil Nas X uh, at Radio City just a couple months ago? Owen? Owen, exactly. Yes. Who was described by Maddie Healy of the 1975 as, quote, the person I'm most excited about in music? Biba Doobie. That's right. That's correct. Yeah, that's why people I like love Biba Doobie. I know. That's yes, I know. That's why like you thought that Biba Doobie had the most Instagram followers because she I has the most, I the think, buzziest. broad cultural impact. Yes. Yes, I think so. 
musicians are talking about Biba Doobie more People than they're are talking like, about Biba Doobie. Yes. Biba Doobie. With they're the claps saying, in between Biba, each they're syllable. They're looking at her name and they're going, Biba do what? And then they read it and they're saying, it is, is it actually Biba Doobie? And it is. Yes. <laughs> okay. Who is Taylor Swift's love interest in the music video for Lover? Uh, what? Is it Owen? It's Owen. Owen plays Taylor Swift's love interest in the music video for Lover because Owen is one of Taylor's backup dancers. Taylor Wait, has supported what? Owen for years. Yes. That's why nobody knows who Owen is because Owen is like a Taylor Swift insider in a way. And Taylor Swift is obsessed with Owen and is one of the reasons Clearly. that Owen got a record deal. It makes sense because everybody else is vaguely a TikTok come up and Owen I'd not mm-hmm. heard of, but I clearly mm-hmm. have heard of. Yeah. Well, I'm learning so much. I'm gonna love you for the rest of my, rest of my life, for the rest of my life. Speaking of TikTok, who has a viral song on TikTok called ABCDFU? Obviously, that's Gail. That's Gail. I would say out of all these people, the the one band that has a song that I could actually sing really is Gail, unfortunately. ABCDFU a- and your mom and your sister <laughs> and your dog or whatever. <laughs> yes, I'll play it here. Fuck you and your mom and your sister and your job and your broke ass car and that's just your car, Lord. Fuck you and your friends that I'll never see again. Everybody but your dog, you can all fuck off. Who is Norwegian and has not one but two songs about the month of October? Gracie Abrams? <laughs> Gracie Abrams is J.J. Abrams' daughter. Is J.J. Abrams Norwegian, Lindsay? Oh. Um, <laughs> Girl in Red? Girl in Red, yes. Okay, she has a sorry. song called We Fell in Love in October and also October Passed Me By, <laughs> which I guess means yeah. they fell out of love. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Who got a record deal thanks to a song called Coffee? Gracie Abrams. No, Biba Doobie. Damn it. Oh, that's the song from... T- uh, yeah, I knew that. Okay. That okay. song is like how does that go again I, that's a tiktok song the coffee whatever. yeah i'm gonna play it now I'll yeah girl in the coffee girl in coffee whatever okay and i'll make a cup of coffee with the right amount of sugar how you like it okay Lindsay, who is this oh we almost got away we cut it close you asked me who is that one of the reasons you should know who this is is now you know who this person opened for. What? what? Is that is that girl in red or something? What? No, it's Gracie Abrams who opened for Olivia Rodrigo. Oh. <laughs> because it sounds like Olivia Rodrigo. You misdirected me. I thought that was Gracie. Ab- I don't think I've ever heard a Gracie Abrams song, but sure. Timmy stands. I know that. Who is this? I wanna fuck, kill you. Is that Gail? Is that another Gail? It's another acronym yeah. song. <laughs> FMK. Is it like, are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, it's called FMK, which is her follow-up oh, right. to ABCDFU. Sesame Street ass singer. <laughs> okay. Like, what she'll do next? Count or whatever? Get a... <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, and a six, and a One, seven, two, three, four, five, six, or something. Um, oh, okay. Oh. Who is this? This is the last question, Lindsay. Who is the subject of this quote tweet? Quite literally, how the hell did she book this? Her PR agent must have seen Taylor run over a pedestrian or something. (laughs) Gail. Gail. It's Gail. (laughs) 
quite <laughs> literally, how did she book this? I just think it's funny that it's interesting, not funny, that most of these girlies that we are in this quiz have the Charlie XCX slot from her last tour. Yeah. The because they're a first opener. Do, do you this is tiered? Paramore is a second opener. Or yeah. she's the first opener and these are the second openers, whatever the order is. It goes like remember when we were talking about how Charlie was playing like 530 at a Taylor concert? Like she would mm-hmm. go on it like before the sun went down or whatever. Yeah. That's what that's the slot that that most of the people you just talked about are playing. Exactly. And now Taylor Swift owns all of their souls for at least nine months. <laughs> I mean, now they literally well, all these people can't say anything mean about Taylor Swift for the rest of their lives. You see him. Ham's in a hocus pocus like contract with her. <laughs> if you don't realize. <laughs> I'm not joking. They definitely like did the thing where they cut their palms and like, you know, st- stamped it onto a, a, d- a dark scroll. Right. At this point, if Taylor Swift killed someone and there were DNA evidence linking her to the crime, the DNA would also match the Heim girlies. Heim. And, they'd the go, Heim girlies and then the Heim girlies would go to prison. The Heim girlies will go to prison for hey, Taylor Swift's crimes. Yes, they would. Well, they would do rocks, paper, scissors, and one of the Heim girls would go. They don't need all three. <laughs> I mean, what they would say is, who is the least valuable Heim? Who can we do this without? We, only, we don't need all three. No, Alana. Because Alana's like, I'll be in a movie. That's fine. No, she would be in jail. We already talked about this. Is oh, Alana would be in jail. Yeah, Alana She's would be in jail. She's taking a fall for Taylor's murders. She's going to say, I did the crime. Don't they have a song called, like, I did the crime? I don't remember. Yeah, it's the one that's like, nobody, no crime. Yeah. It's like, SD yeah. went to the something. <laughs> Sorry, it's like so forgettable to me. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's great. on Evermore. Yeah, I get it's it. on Evermore. You yeah. hate Evermore, okay. famously. <laughs> no, but to go back to what you were saying, all of these people, when you look at all of these people, their Instagram accounts, the girl in red, Gail, Owen. Number one, I get that it's definitely authentic. They're so thankful for Taylor. But it's like Of course. The debt that I'm sure is more assumed and implicit than explicit is so crazy to think about the burden of having been gifted this by taylor swift yeah no it's an incredible it's an incredible dance with the devil i love it i'm not calling taylor swift the devil i'm saying it as a you know it's just an incredible thing that you do is that you just kind of sign on and it changes your life in many changes your life like i would say in terms of probably the measurable growth in fan base and listens Right. I bet that being an opener for Taylor Swift is more consequential to a person's career than getting a Best New Artist nomination at the Grammys. Sure. Or being on The Tonight Show or SNL or... Then SNL. Right. Yeah. I also would guarantee you that the girlies with the majority of dates, like Biba Doobie, I guarantee you, like, let's say... Two to three out of the five listed here will break because of this. Yeah. I mean, break out in a way that is different than how they already have. No, I think you're right. There's not many places from which to break out of. TikTok is one and they've already kind of done it. What's next? It's something like this. Hi, Who Weekly. So I just learned of a new Nepo baby I had no idea about who is Leela Moss. I saw her in this, like, Vogue makeup video uh, promoting her mother's brand. And she does something that I've never seen any other Napo baby do, which is 
she mentions her mother like every 10 seconds like she cannot stop and it's like girl no one else does that but also i'm asking what do we know about her uh what does she do i'm assuming modeling but who is lila moss uh good form bella thorne i think we've talked about this dynamic before but model is in the top tier of most acceptable nepo babies <laughs> well because like the idea that your job is what you look like and then you give birth to somebody who looks like you and people are already familiar with what you look like because your job as a model is to look like something and then an editor at a fashion magazine goes i love the way you look and when everybody's like oh kaya gerber kaya gerber she's like the one nepo baby that makes like a hundred percent like i'm okay with it like trot tr trot her out put her in the billboards she looks exactly like cindy crawford when she was younger to me that's like she could literally like fart the whole time and i feel like right. oh she's a legend do you know what i mean like there's right. no she could cut all her hair off or she could do anything to like change the look and people would still be like wow literally iconic legend looks like cindy crawford you know what i mean and i'm thinking about like um who are some famous nepo baby actors who aren't all that good oh um Raph Law, John David Washington, two people who look like they're hot dads and they have the screen presence of not their very charismatic parents. Even though they might be okay at acting, like they lack this spark that their parents have, where in modeling, the spark is sort of like <laughs> in the face. It's in the it's in the Punnett Square, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's it's you know what Punnett I mean? Square. We've talked about this a lot. I feel like Nepo Baby, wow, really center of convo. This revealed, when I searched Lila Moss, this really revealed a new Google um, situation that I hadn't seen before that now I think is like brand new. Do you see what they're doing? They're, they're I'm doing not our getting job. it on mine. I'm not getting it on Are mine. Are you kidding? Which is really they're interesting. They're literally doing our job. When you search on, are you using Chrome? I'm using Chrome and I'm not seeing it. Really? You must have some new feature that I don't. It must be like rolling it out. I tried it on incognito mode too. I get a thing that says overview and I get three photos. It says model Kate Moss's daughter. So there it totally just tells me what I need to know. Lila Grace Moss hack. I get three photos of her. I get a blob that just has her latest Instagram. I get age 20 years old and her birthday nationality British and her latest or most popular YouTube video. I think it's most popular nestled hmm. in all in a big bunch. It's like this really is like the overview of what I need to know. I even get people also ask, is Lila Moss type one diabetes? And I'm like, oh, she has diabetes. Interesting. So now I have name, who she is, like why she matters, Instagram, age, nationality, and she has diabetes. Mm -hmm. What more do I need to know? I remember when we were going to talk about her because of this Fendi campaign where she shows off her uh, glucose, monitor. glucose monitor. And then it was like, oh, yeah. there's really nothing interesting about her. Because <laughs> I remember Bullshit. seeing that headline right. and being like, oh, Kate Moss has a daughter who has diabetes and she's showing off her glucose monitor in the campaign. Right. She's Kate Moss's daughter. When I tell you she looks like Kate Moss, she looks like Kate Moss. It's kind of boring otherwise, you know? I know. It really yeah. takes away from anything that could possibly be about mm -hmm. her is that she looks like Kate Moss. Again, the caller mentioned how surprising it was that in this video, Lila calls out Kate, like name checks her mother constantly, like is completely unafraid of it and unashamed of it. And it's sort of like at this point when you are following in the footsteps so closely i'm a model i look just like her i'm doing exactly the types of model work that my mom did 
it's sort of like you have to lean into it. Of course, you're going to mention your mom all the time because that's your currency at this point. Like, that's the thing that makes you interesting. It's just like you can't avoid it because people just ask about it. Mm -hmm. So it's just hard to be like, I'm not talking about this. It's like too bad. I do get it when it's an actor. I, I get the irritation in wanting to talk about your parents. Because the work is so different and the roles are all different. And it's sort of like this, modeling, it's one, the it's, same. It's kind of the same. I know. You're doing literally the exact the same. same thing. I know. You're, you're doing <laughs> the same thing. It's not like, oh, my my mom was known for comedies and I really want to be a dramatic actor. Like, I understand, like, a Nepo baby getting annoyed by that sort of stuff. And like, oh, I'm trying to branch out. I actually want to be a writer, too. And like, da 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 It's like, no, Lila Moss is just doing what her mom did. <laughs> and that's cool. And that's fine. Okay, good. Let's be done. If I could fit one person in my bag, probably my mom. She's fun. She's good at advice, so I just ask her everything. Oh, my God, this is my favorite thing. So it's hand sanitizer, but it's in this, like, compact little, and it smells of roses. Hey, uh, does Coily Ray know who Coily Ray Jepsen is? <laughs> Balthazar is mid at best. The answer is yes. Does Coy LeRae know Carly Rae Jepsen? Yeah. Timmy yeah. did some real mind games here. Coy LeRae has a song with Nicki Minaj called Blick Blick. Nicki Minaj <laughs> remixes Carly Rae Jepsen's Tonight, I'm Getting Over You. <laughs> I mean, I like connecting this thread, but I also think that Carly Rae Jepsen is just is famous. They're actually probably quite close in fame. So yes, they know each other. And I think that Carl, I bet Carly Rae Jepsen even knows who Coy LeRae is. I wouldn't be so sure. But, okay. you know. <laughs> Okay, next call. Hi, BLT. Uh, medium time, medium time. I was just wondering, is Rebecca Ferguson the actress? A who or a them? I feel like she's done... She's in a lot of them-y projects, like Dune and Mission Impossible and um, The Greatest Showman. But I don't really know that much about her. I mean, I know she's British and everything, all like Swedish. Um, but I just feel like she kind of, would people know who she was if you're like, oh, it's Rebecca Ferguson. But anyway, um, thanks, you guys. Lindsay Podcaster, hyaluronic acid, crunch, crunch. Is Rebecca Ferguson a who or a them? And also, what were you doing? <laughs> <laughs> there were so many sounds happening in this call. The texture of this call very, was just... It was a very clear, you know, it was a voice. It was a voice note from It was like, grabbing so the keys, more... putting the collar on the dog, unlocking the door, getting in the car, walking past a bush, <laughs> walking through a wind tunnel. I was like, what's happening okay. here? Okay, okay, okay. What do you think of our Rebecca Ferguson? Rebecca Ferguson, who are them? One, two, three, who? Who? Big fan of Rebecca Ferguson. Who? She's a who. Yeah, I think this is an interesting call, though, because and maybe we've done her before. But just to reiterate, even though time has passed since we last did her, because I think we've done her before. She's still a who. We have, I think. Yeah. She's done so many things. And I, I just watched, I told you, I just watched um Dr. Sleep, The Shining sequel that came out like in 2019. There's a full on sequel to The Shining that exists. And she's the villain. So Rebecca Ferguson has done so many different types of things that I think she's an up-and-coming, very successful actor who's also hard to pin down. Mm -hmm. But she's not a chameleon by any means. She always looks like Rebecca Ferguson. So that's an interesting thing about it, too. It's not like she's, like, falling into these roles physically. She always looks like herself. But I still think she's a who. I agree. <laughs> and she sings the best song in The Greatest Showman, so... <laughs>
Oh, so, God, she really does. Although it's not her voice. It's Can you name the girly who sings for Rebecca Ferguson in The Greatest Showman? No, but I bet you can. Never Enough by Lauren Allred. <laughs> You're obsessed with it. Hi, Bobby. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, Timmy. I just described a character on TV as being like a female himbo uh, before remembering that the word bimbo exists. Um, it's not really the same, obviously, and himbo is more of a vibe, but it got me thinking, do you think himbo is more of a them than bimbo now? Or are people still out there saying bimbo? Um, we'd love to hear your thoughts on the himbo bimbo thing. Uh, thanks very much, Lindsay, podcaster, crunch, crunch. Never. I cannot You never, thro- you never thought you'd hear an Australian say himbar and bimbar. <laughs> himbar and bimbar. I love, I love Australians. Like, put it on the record. I, I love Australians and I love their accents. But it's Himbo so funny to hear. I, I've never heard an Australian person say himbar and bimbar over and over and over <laughs> again, and I love it. So this caller's question was, has himbar replaced bimbar as the themiest of those two terms, even though himbar was the derivative of bimbar? The closest we've got to gender parity is the surge of himbo becoming like a co- yeah, something himbo. we talk about in culture. I I think like truly, like I'm, I'm actually being like quite serious. Like that feels truly like, almost important when we look back at the way that like like feminism and like you know the idea of like equality between the genders being moved forward is that himbo can exist and does exist it's not being forced upon us it's a thing that we as a culture actively love to engage with it's not just a thing that does exist and exists more now than it did then. They've always existed, and it was rude of us to not give them the same sort of name. It's like, why did we only bring up, like, the sort of airheady but very beautiful woman was the bimbo, but the airheady but beautiful man is the himbo, and those have yeah. always existed at the exact same but time. But, like, do you but, know what I mean? The As a culture, we've embraced, like, the use of himbo. I think we're yeah. nicer about it to men than women, but that's a whole other conversation. But, like... The idea that it exists, I think, kind of speaks to a little bit of forward movement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eh? Eh? Maybe? I don't know. When I search um, Himbar. Himbar. Yeah. Did you do the Google Trends thing? On Google Trends? Can you guess yeah. the year that it spiked? Like 2015 or 2016 or something? 2019 was the first oh, spike. Oh, wow. So really not that long ago. Mm-hmm. But which one's them year? It's still Bimbo, right? Or is it Himbo? I think it's still I don't hear people say bimbo anymore. It's such a pejorative, right? Right, because it's kind of like problematic to say bimbo. But himbo, because we're taking it back, is... Mm-hmm. It's themier. Is used. Wow, interesting. B- himbo wow. is themier than bimbo, for it's sure. It's not like my dad might not know what bimbo is, but he definitely isn't saying bimbo because he knows not to say that. If your dad said bimbo, you would be offended. If your dad said himbo, you'd be like, whoa, dad, where'd you hear that? That's funny yeah. that you're using the word him- <laughs> yeah. himbo. Right. When would he use that? But yeah. Which totally. is progress. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is progress. Uh-huh. Okay, last call. Hi, Weekly. Um, I have 
a question that I'm hoping you can help me figure out because it's driving me nuts. Um, who is the actress who looks like Laura Dern but older? Um, I found her in a gif I was sending to a friend about being a Gemini, and it's a gif of her saying there's a duality to me, and I reverse image searched it, and it did not help me. Um, yeah, she has, like, strawberry blonde hair. She looks like Tilda Swinton, not Tilda Swinton, whoops, um, Laura Dern, but older. And I don't know who she is. Please, please tell me you know who the heck I'm thinking of. Um, Leanne Cuisine. Honey. Honey. I mean, how could you not recognize the one and only Patty Clarkson? <laughs> It's Patty Clarkson. It's Here the one is. and only Patty Clarkson. Here she is. That's talking about the duality of herself. But I think I am mercurial, and I think people know that. I think I I have uh, there's a duality to me: a masculine, feminine, southern, northern, uh, grounded, ethereal. I mean, I I think all of these. You know, I am a a, a, a rather unpredictable person. She's a himbo and a mimbo. She's a himbar and a bimbar. A himbar and a bimbar. She's a who and a them. She's a who and a them. In a way, is she not? In a way, I think, but I think that's the prestige issue. But yeah. Mm, Patty Clarkson. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who's There. Keep calling in at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns. Support us on patreon.com slash weekly for bonus episodes, Discord server, commentary tracks, newsletter sometimes whatever and more you can also get the audio on apple podcast app also written reviews on the apple podcast app please just subscribe on the podcast app if you want the vip audio and we will see you. oh thank you to katie nurk of the who's for providing our read a theme song on tuesdays and timmy for researching and editorializing as usual we'll see you on tuesday have a great weekend bye bye there's a duality to me Hi, Bobby. I'm calling up with some important Rita Ora, like, news, I guess. I just came back from Europe for a month where I was in Airbnb for work, and the keychain of my Airbnb had a picture of a woman. It was a circle. It had a picture of a woman, and it said, St. Rita Ora, and then some other words. And I literally was freaking out. I spent the whole month being like, oh, my God, my Airbnb host is a Rita Ora stan. He has a St. Rita Ora um, keychain. This is incredible. So I finally show my sister. Shout out to her, another hooligan. And she's like, we need to buy these. And so we looked it up the keychain. We found the keychain on Etsy. It was not Rita Ora. It was not St. Rita Ora. It was St. Rita. And then in Latin... Aura pro nobis, because she is the saint of lost causes, and therefore the saint for your keychain, because it means that you will not lose it. Or she's the saint that if you lose your keys, you go pray to to get them back. And I just had to let you guys know that you pierced my brain so that I completely ignored the Latin for one entire month and just decided that this keychain was Saint Rita Aura. And to be honest, I prefer that. Um, I don't know if St. Rita is out here, like, 
bringing back keys, but I know St. Rita Ora would if we called upon her. So, crunch, crunch, St. Rita Ora Pronopus. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. I just had to share this story. I can't remember if it's for the Patreon or the main show, so I'm just calling the main number today. But, um, so I was talking to my coworker and I was showing a picture of my kiddo and he was like, oh, he really looks so much like both of you guys. Like, I can't tell if he looks like more like you or more like your husband. He's like a perfect combination. And without thinking, I said, yeah, he's really giving Punnett square. So, uh, thank you for that. Um, she then started cracking up, thankfully, and then I had to explain everything. Um, but, uh, language, uh, my brain is now broken. Um, so, uh, thanks again. Uh, crunch, crunch, mean grease, uh, it's giving Punnett square. Hi, Lindsay Bobby to me. Uh, we'd love to know if you guys think Barkeeper's Friend is a who or them. Uh, I took an edible and I'm scrubbing all my pots. And this is my first time using the powder Barkeeper's Friend, and it's doing such an amazing job. I'm so proud of it. So, who are them? Uh, would love to know maybe some other them to cleaning products, like Mr. Clean, definitely them. Uh, Pine Saw. Anyways, that's your job, not mine. Thank you, Crunch Crunch. Hi, Who Weekly. I just called and left you a message about Barkeeper's Friend. And I said, that's your job, not mine. And I meant it in like a love you guys way, not like a please do this. It's your job way. Anyways, love you guys. Crunch, crunch.